Locker lets it fly. Up in the air. It's caught. Justin Hunter. Touchdown, Tennessee. Welcome along, everyone. The Transatlantic Titans podcast. I am... Adam hosting this evening. I'm joined today by Greg, who's back from Nashville. Hello, Greg. Evening. How's it going? Yeah, good. All good. Um, and Gary Taylor is with us, making his debut. Um, anyone in the UK on Titans Twitter will know who he is, I'm sure. You set up tennis, the Tennessee Titans UK original Twitter handle. So I don't know if there's any rivalry with um, the one that, that Neil's done. Um, but yeah, you you were there first. You've got the most followers. Um, so yeah, uh, kudos for that. Um, yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Nice to be here. Pleasure. Um, you, you're an old school Oilers fan like me. Um, so oh, I, I don't know if your fandom goes back. Well, dare I say the... You've got dates yeah. on it? <laughs> um, I think it's from like the 5th of November, something, something daft like that. I can actually look up and tell you exactly when it was. Um, well, that's spooky if so, because it's the 5th of November today. I know that because I can hear fireworks outside. <laughs> it's going to be around that time because it was around week 10. I think we just lost to Pittsburgh for the 10th game of the season because we were still 0-10. <laughs> so, Oh yeah, it, it was it was a report on Channel Four, and uh, at the end of the report, they 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 zoomed in on the O of the Oilers because we were O and ten, and I said that's my team, and I've been <laughs> on them ever since. And it's 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 all been great the whole time, hasn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, every was... year is a joy. <laughs> was that Nick? Uh, I was just Nick, Mick Luckhurst in those days, or was that before even him? I think it was Nicky Horn at that point. I think it was just before Mick Luckhurst got. I think he was still playing at that point for the Falcons. Okay, yeah, it was Mick Luckhurst when I first started watching it. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't tell you exactly when. Um, but it, well, what we'd have in common is Warren Moon being the goat at that point. Yeah, without doubt, maybe still is. I'd, yeah, you'd, what you'd give to have a guy like that right now? I'd love to see him run our offense. That's for sure. <laughs> Is he free on Sunday? Well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, hopefully, Neil is going to join us as well. Um, he's not. He's not here yet. We've got firework delays um, across the Tennessee Titans. The what? What we call the Transatlantic Titans podcast world. Um, so he he may pop along. At some point, um, yeah, Carolina on Sunday. We well, we had two wins in a row. That was that's probably enough. You know, we can't have nice things for too long, can we? Um, I was actually for the first time this season. Shamefully, I missed the game live and caught it the following day, having gone dark and avoided the score and everything. And none of you managed to get through to me to say don't watch it. Um, so I did, and I watched the well, I watched the forty-minute version. So I may have missed some nuances of what happened, but yeah, the overall feel wasn't wasn't great. It just felt I don't know, it just felt lackluster. The game was arguably over by halftime. Again, <laughs> it's like four times this season we've got to halftime without scoring a single point. I have, I think I heard that. That's Jeez. that's not. Yeah, it was. I heard that. Yeah, I heard that as well. The thing is, it's funny. I because I, I watched the most of the first half because uh, it was actually the day I was flying back, um, and I missed the majority of the second until probably the last sort of five minutes or so. Um, I've also watched it back, kind of in full. Um, I'd say defensively, I, I didn't think we were that bad again, and I thought we 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 gave up thirty points, but you know we made some pretty big plays. We. Um, kept us I say kept ourselves in it I mean kept ourselves within two scores for the majority of the time um so defensively I haven't got too much to really shout anything too negative about I think once again the game got lost on on offense especially in that first half Derek Henry didn't get enough of the ball we just didn't get any points on the board as you've already mentioned and you, you know you, you can't win games of football if you're not putting points on the board and suck up missing the field goals which 
we all thought when he's back, that's it. He's going to, whenever our kicking worries has, has, have gone away. He's definitely showed a bit of rust. And hopefully it's just rust. Um, he was rushed back, surely. I, I, it felt it. It, it, it certainly felt have, it. You could have given him a, I got the impression anyway, you could have given him another week or two. Um, he said He said he felt he was practicing okay. Um, so I, I guess he knows and the coaches know, but Cody Parkey hadn't done uh, suddenly. It's, it's Cody Parkey, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think all he'd missed was one extra point, wasn't it? I think he pretty much nailed everything else, unless I'm forgetting something obvious. But he hadn't actually played that badly. I thought he had actually done okay. I mean, certainly hadn't had a performance like Santos did. And certainly didn't have a performance like Suckup did on, on Sunday. I, I thought he was doing yeah. all right. I would have given him another week and then given suck up a little bit more time because he didn't or I don't know I say he didn't look ready he certainly was rusty um, hopefully he'll he'll bounce back next week I would say unlike that Bills game with Santos missing four field goals this didn't cost us the game I I don't think it wasn't it wasn't the case of I mean, you might disagree with me but um, had, nah. had suck up made those field goals I don't think the result would have been any different probably no, suck. I think the first one we would have gone what three points up. I think three nil would it have been. I think it would have equaled it. If we got the the two point conversion and the three kicks. That would have that's ten points. So it could have done, but like I said, I think the game was over in Carolina. From what I saw, um, we're just controlling the clock. So if they wanted to go again, they probably would have done. Also, one of the kicks was a just before half time a lengthy, chancing yeah pot shot from. Probably outside of his range, so you sort of you can't fault that. You know, that's that's having a go at three points that otherwise wouldn't have been there. Yeah. No, and the same with the same with the last one. I think the last one was uh, you know you should have probably should have made it. I still don't think we would have then won and scored a touchdown and converted that either. So yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it's uh, it wasn't like the Bills game where it cost us the the game, but um, still obviously. It's obviously a talking point for him. Obviously, being, as you said, I think he was rushed back. I'm not sure why, whether there was some, I don't know, money side of it that they thought they'd rather save a few quid. I really don't know. But, yeah, I think Parky could have done for another week and then give Suck Up just a little bit more time. I know because he was on IR, so he was obviously put back onto the active roster so he could practice. I don't know how all that stuff works, 100%, to be honest with you. Whether that's that was part of it, I don't know. But... Has Parky been cut, do you know? I've lost Yeah, he's been, he's been waived. Yeah. Because I, that might be an issue, because having two, you don't want two kickers on your roster where the spots are, are valuable. No, especially with the, the other injuries we have as well. I think, you know, there was no, no Casey on Sunday. can't remember the full injury list, but there must have been about six or seven players on there. Um, or the inactive list, I should say. So... I think, yeah, you're, you're right. I think they, they obviously felt it was time to, to bring Suck Up back in and, and, and cut Parky, which is, I think, it's fair enough, if anything. I was actually, I was a little bit more surprised about the um, Darius Jennings to an extent until I saw Sunday's game because I thought Raymond actually, uh, especially as a as a kick returner, I thought he, he actually played really well. Um, I thought he, he, he made some pretty good runs. I think he had one reception as well. He looks, and he's got some speed on him, he, and that's something that we have missed. I don't think we've had, um, you know, a really speedy wide receiver for 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 a while, to be honest. Well, Taylor Taylor, that's supposed to be that guy, but he just couldn't catch the ball, and he couldn't run routes. So yeah, <laughs> other than that, other than um, that, he had speed. <laughs> he had a good name and a, a nice a nice jersey. Um, that you've uh, I've I've seen in in all its glory, Gary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got he's I mean some of us. <laughs> You thought he was he was gonna go we obviously went to Cleveland. I think we all feared that he'd just absolutely go on a tear <laughs> um a different team, but no that hasn't hasn't exactly materialised. I'm not even sure I haven't noticed him. I, I don't has he even played I think I'm he not... got... I thought they cut him. I could be wrong, but I thought they cut him. <laughs> I think I think he's still there, but I don't think he's there. I, I don't. I can't. I couldn't even tell you if he's played a game or anything. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. But I, I do think he that Raymond in even in the games that I saw whilst I was out in uh, in the US as well, 
he looked pretty useful. I think he's. Um, I was a bit surprised that Jennings. Obviously, last year he was, the, I think, the leading returner. Um, I was a little bit surprised, but obviously they, they obviously felt there was more there was more value in keeping Raymond and maybe maybe looking at it a bit more long term. Yeah. And um, back to oh, back back to that first half. You mentioned Derek Henry had. Well, I think it was just two carries in the first half, and Dion Lewis saw more of the football. Um, he had a couple of good games. It was actually a screen to Dion Lewis that worked. That must be a first of the season. Um, but then he, he fumbled. He put the ball on the floor. Uh, what? I mean, I don't want to, this podcast to turn into a broken record and we just sort of have a go at uh, maybe Arthur Smith for this. But what, what's going on there? I thought Carolina actually would be a team that we could run against. And I, well, as, as shown in the second half, that was definitely possible. But why, why wasn't Derek being given the ball in the first half? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> got... Surely the coaches are, are they watching different game film to the rest of us, or they're seeing something different in practice? I don't know because, like you say, it's a broken record. It's the same thing over and over again, and it's just baffling. Well, yeah. Yeah, do we do we want to break break this record <laughs> once more? Maybe maybe we don't. I mean, it it just felt at that first half. And this the second half just that's a, another another pattern. You, know, you mentioned already that the zero points in was it four games in the first half, and we're making adjustments for the second half and writing some of these wrongs. But I don't know why they they need to be wrong in the first place when they they seem so obvious to the rest of us. It just I mean, I mean it, I, that is a good point because I think you, that's one thing I noticed a lot on Twitter on Sunday was just people. Everyone was just agreeing. Everyone was very much just like, "Why are we not running the ball? Why are we not giving the ball to Derek Henry?" There was no, there was no one who was saying, "Oh, you know," not because it obviously wasn't clearly wasn't working, but there wasn't too many people kind of saying, "Oh, I think that we should go down a different route." Or we should look at you know throwing the ball more, or, or certainly no one was saying give the ball to Dion Lewis. Because uh, the guy has been ineffective for, well, I think the last time, I, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, the last time I, I remember him having a good game was against the Chargers at Wembley. Yeah. Which was yeah. Over, over a year ago. So, and the guy's earning five million a year, which is three times more than what Derek Henry's earning right now. And what's, what, what value are we getting from it? Why, you know, when I, in my opinion, it would have made more sense to have gone for someone like Kenyon Drake and tried to do it, whether it's a swap deal or trying to, or trying, you know, get Lewis off the, off the, off the wage bill, because he, to me, just offers so little as a, as a, I don't know if it, it's because that little large kind of running group that we've got where it gives a variety, but it also makes, I think quite difficult for the play caller because they're looking at two completely different running backs. You've got Henry who's just going to run through walls and you've got Lewis who, if he doesn't find a gap, he's just going to get stopped straight away. Um, I, I, I do agree with the, the little large thing they, they clearly offer different things and there was a brief period last season where we were reaping the benefits of that but it, if one of them it doesn't matter how whether you're big, small, quick whatever if you're not being effective and that's for whatever a variety of reasons probably it's probably not all, all on Dion um, but yeah, he could be used in the in the incorrect way uh, it's, it's frustrating um on the well the passing side uh, Tannehill hmm, I mean <laughs> his numbers probably looked okay a couple of interceptions one was AJ Brown dropping a pass we had a couple of a couple of drops in the game um so that, that wasn't on him at all um the other one probably was I mean He's he's going to take more risks than Marcus from what we've seen this year, um, but I, I, yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't, don't, I don't think he played badly. I don't think he was uh, actually. I think he threw for over three hundred. Which um, when you think, uh, I mean, I know he's got twenty points in the second half, but when you think the first half and he got a point, point on the board, it's a bit frustrating. Um, I agree one hundred percent on the AJ Brown. I think that interception was was on Brown. He should be taking that catch. I think I know he's a rookie, but 
I think a guy of his level, I, still I mean, I, he, we'll, he's I forgive be, him. He will be a superstar. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I generally think I watched watching a, I've watched AJ Brown the last couple of weeks before the Carolina game, and seeing him in uh, kind of in the in person in the flesh, you 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 notice a few more things about his game, and I do genuinely think that he he is our number one wide receiver right now, which might surprise a few. And you've got you know another five pick overall. Uh, in your team, but he is for me. He's the go-to man right now, and I think he will be a superstar. I just hope that we can get a quarterback to give him the opportunities to become that. Well, yeah, we're 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 probably no closer to knowing what the future is there, are we? Um, other other than the fact that the I don't know if you I've listened to the the Irish Titans and their their podcast, which was before the the Carolina game. Um, but uh, it, it feels yeah, they're both big Mariota guys, as as well, as I am, as a lot a lot of us are, and you, know, you can't not like the guy. Um, and they, I think, they're still still dreaming that you know Tannehill will get, pick up a knock and Mariota will come back in and and light the light it all up again. Obviously, it's not doesn't look likely. We may have seen the last of him. Um, Can we blame McGuinness for that? Sorry. <laughs> Can we blame the Guinness for all that that talk? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'll be honest though, with Mariota, it's an interesting one because I said that I think I said this a couple of weeks ago as well. I think now they've now they've benched him. There is no way back unless Tannehill gets injured or goes and has does a Jameis Winston um, throws five picks in a game. But I just don't see there's a way back. I really don't. I think they made that call when they made it, and that was the call that that basically ended his career with us. Whether they... I, just, I the only the, I th- Again, I think I might have said this a couple of weeks ago. I'm a, I was a little bit surprised that they made that decision right there and then because I think they did it as to try and give a spark to the offence. Have we seen that? We've seen it to an extent. I mean, I think I do think that we anything was better than what we saw against Denver, let's face it, offensively. Um, but have we seen it to the extent that we want to see it? No, I don't think Tannehill is going to give that. I still think that Mariota is probably going to go somewhere else, be a backup, then get another opportunity and could set the, the league alight again. I think he's got the potential to do that with the right scheme. But, I just, yeah, I don't think he's... Uh, I certainly I think he's done where he is here. I don't think there's going to be uh, any more any more Marcus Mariota as a Tennessee Titan. The thing, the thing is, I mean, I, d- I don't dislike Tannehill or his play I and mean, I think he I think he has played well and I think I agree he has given a spark to the offense um, but I I don't know sort of making that change where we're at now and I, I think that's probably where we thought we'd be with him he's way well, he's two and one as a starter has looked looked pretty good in patches but it doesn't we don't feel I don't feel we're a playoff team um, I don't think I don't think we're going to go Four and twelve, or anything like that, but we're not. You know, we we might be seven and nine or something. And we, what has this really proved? Then, you know, then the conversation goes into: Are we, are we drafting a QB or Tom Brady or any <laughs> anything, anything else that comes along? Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not sure any any closer to knowing any of that. Uh, Greg, uh, we well, last time you were on was. Three games ago, I guess you've yep. been out to Nashville. Um, well, firstly, how was that? You've kept your streak alive. You've never seen the Titans lose there, which I'm grateful for. Um, can you go out next week? Yeah, I've been asked uh, been asked by several people about moving. So I think that gives us at least eight, <laughs> eight guaranteed wins a season. But uh, no, listen, it was amazing. I think the Chargers game was an absolute nail biter. Um, we kind of few self-inflicted wounds during that game, which kind of made it a bit closer than it probably should have been. Um, um, you guys probably mm-hmm. have already discussed the challenge flag, challenge flag not being thrown on the uh, Tannehill sneak, which uh, I think at the time it was uh, it riled a lot of people in the stadium. But I'll be honest, I've never, I've obviously been there a fair few times now, never heard stadium as loud as it was in that Chargers game. Um, everyone, everyone stuck about right until the end. And the crowd actually... Uh, I think really helped. I mean, I think there must have been three or four uh, full start penalties that that were just driven by the noise that was going around that stadium. 
And I think also it was good to see, and there's been previous games where, you know, been thinking of games like the Bills, where there was supposedly 30,000 Bills fans in there. Obviously, the Chargers have a bit of a smaller fan base, so the majority of the fans that were in there were Titans fans, and they, they were you know, really cheering on the Titans. And so the noise in that stadium on that night was incredible. Uh, the Bucks game had a, a huge amount of meaning to me due to my in-laws being massive Bucks fans. Uh, they also were with us as well, so losing that game wasn't an option. Um, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, I wouldn't have been returning to the UK. Uh, probably would have been at the bottom of the Cumberland River. Um, so, but uh, to win that, yeah, listen, uh, Jameis Winston was... Uh, hilariously funny once again um, with his interceptions and he just sometimes doesn't even look like he knows where he's going which is was, was quite fun to watch at times but we I mean to be honest with you, that game was was a struggle and I haven't actually listened to last week's podcast so you, you probably talked a bit about it but we really stumbled across the line in that game um, they just kept coming back at us and you know Mike Evans is I said it on on that Sunday he's in my opinion, probably the best wide receiver in the league, and he showed why he was taking catches that were just incredible. And and when you've got a quarterback like Winston behind you, and you're still putting the numbers up that you do, I think that just shows really how good That's he the is. Point point actually, we didn't make talking about Carolina. If, if Evans is the well one of the one of the best at the very least wide receiver in the NFL, and um, we've just played, in my view, the best running back, and he's more than that, Christian yeah. McCaffrey, and done what most teams have done this season struggled to <laughs> struggled to defend him I mean, yeah we've not, we've not talked about uh, leaving him wide open on the uh, fourth down touchdown as well which um, which I probably won't want to talk about too much but yeah he again McCaffrey is just incredible the guy it just seems to be able to find gaps that aren't there he can just run for, for his size anyway he just seems to run and gain those extra yards yeah he is one hell of a talent um, but no listen the trip was amazing I think uh Anyone who's never been to Nashville, especially the guys obviously on this side of the pond uh, who who listen to this, I'd highly recommend it because it's not obviously just the Titans. The city itself is is just insane, and um, it's one place that we'll be we'll be back probably very soon, hopefully to to go and watch some more games and uh, and spend some more time in because there's there's areas of it I've not even, we've not even explored yet, and we were there for like nine nine ten days um, this time. It's just so you much. Can't, you can't can't go to every bar in that time. Exactly. I've still I've still got at least about twelve on Broadway alone to to go and drink in. So, um, but yeah, we saw some other sports as well out there. So uh, my wife's a Preds fan, so we went and saw a couple of NHL games. And um, when we went to Vegas afterwards, we went and saw a couple of games uh, NHL games out there as well. So it was a very sports orientated uh, <laughs> trip, as it always is on our holidays nowadays. Oh, that sounds all right to me. Harry was obviously out there as well. He couldn't, he couldn't make tonight. I'm sure we'll hear, hopefully, some uh, some similar experiences from him. Yeah, caught up with Harry whilst was out there as well. So that was uh, that was good fun. Um, yeah, he's uh, he definitely had a, a good trip from what he said. Anyway, he's uh, been living the dream out there. <laughs> oh, I need I need to get there. Need to need to make it happen. Yeah, where, where, uh, home opener, two years time. Transatlantic Titans. We should do a, a trip out there. Yeah, you you two both have uh, partners who are also big fans, so it's easier to get these things over the line. I'm not, I'm not saying she's anti-Titans. It's just apathy. Got <laughs> <laughs> two years to change that, mate. <laughs> uh, well, my, I've I've convinced my son to be a, a fan, so that helps. Yeah. Weight of numbers, at least. God, the poor fella for life. Well done. That's that's why we have kids. <laughs> why I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it does seem like I forced him into it. It's a strange one, um, but he chose his own football. Well, a soccer team. That's fine. Um, and he's dragged. He's to be. To be fair, he's dragged me along there, um, and I'm, which I'm now more than happy about. But yeah, this, it's the opposite with this. I got I got to pick, and uh, it, me- it meant more to me. So yeah, he's not gonna. I couldn't imagine letting him become a a Pats fan or or worse, an AFC South fan of a, the Jags or. Oh, can't even mention them. 
That's all right. <laughs> I'm not sure what would be the worst choice if it came down to it. Okay. Who, which team would would be the worst that you could pick? Colts. It's got to be Colts here, surely. Yeah. All it the does... players have been flicking us since 2002. It's got to be the Colts. It's not mm. even close. It's a part of me that would say the Texans on the back of the whole trying to claim the Oilers thing. That's really irked me in the last couple of years. Yeah, well, I, I got irked on Sunday night. I was watching Red Zone in the, the Green Man after the game. And I got my moon jersey on as well with my, my Titans beanie. And there's a guy on the side of the room with a moon jersey on and a Texans cap. is like, mate, run. Oh, they, they can run. get in the sea. Oh, Jesus. When I, went over, when I went over there, that's all you see is it's just Texans fans galores in their Oilers jerseys. And, and you're just looking at them, you're just like, do you not even realise? And, and there's a lot of them that, in fairness, I, we got chatting when we went out there to, to watch a game there, which um, which was probably about two, two, three years ago. We got chatting with them and, and a lot of them, they were genuine Oilers fans. They've just I, I don't mind that so followed. much. They've just not followed yeah. the team over, obviously, to to then the Titans. And when the Texans then then came up, they and a lot of them, in fairness as well, do have a soft spot for the Titans, <clears throat> which is weird as a divisional rival, because um, <laughs> obviously the the feeling is certainly not replicated on our side. We absolutely <laughs> um, so it's quite funny because I was chat- I was sat next to a guy and he said very openly, he was just like, yeah, I always look out for the Titans. I always, you know. I kind of hope they win if it doesn't have a detrimental impact on, on the Texans. He said he'll always want it to be Texans 1 and Titans 2. And I was just like, yeah, I, I couldn't give a monkeys as long as we were number one. I, I really <laughs> couldn't care less who uh, finished number two. But, uh, yeah, fair play to them. I mean, they, that's that's one, one way to look at sport. I don't look at it very, very differently. But, yeah, that does it really irks me when I, when I see J.J. Watt every single time he walks in in an old Campbell jersey. I just want to slap, slap his face because I'm just like, man, seriously. Yeah, but Earl Campbell goes to the games in, in Houston, which I think is part of the problem. It wasn't until, I believe, recently we, he was actually invited to Nashville. Um, yeah, so I when saw that. Which, and he was, quite, he was quite positive about it, actually. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think well, with the history of the teams, it's, it's, it's going to be a thing. But when ex-players from that side of the timeline... I've not be, really been included since the move to Tennessee. It, it doesn't really help. But, but yeah, know your franchise, guys. Come on. <laughs> it's. I go back when we when the Texans first joined the NFL, and around about that time, as the Titans had, we just played in dark blue since moving since be, well not moving to Tennessee, since becoming the Titans. It was dark blue. They were the, that was the only color. And not long after the Texans joined the NFL was the light blue, like alternate jersey. And we just, we wore it against them each year. And I, I liked that. It was just like a reminder. No, you're, you're not the Oilers. We're the Oilers. Um, and we seem to have gone away from that. I'm not yeah. sure when that, when that stopped. Um, I'd, I'd love to see the, the throwbacks come back again. Uh, which yeah. we did. We did in 2009. They the... talked about it recently as well. I think it was something to do with Amy said it was something to do with the helmets that they would only because they're not allowed to change. I know they did in 2009, yeah. but apparently the new rules is you can't you can't change your helmets at any point during the season. So, and obviously she would want to to do it in full, which is kind of fair enough. But yeah, I'd love to see that as well, and especially against the Texans, I think that would be brilliant <laughs> in their own backyard as well. Yeah. Either or, actually. I'm not, I don't really mind, even if it's at home. But, yeah, in their own backyard would make it absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah, they need reminding. We'll, we'll just, just every opportunity you get, remind them of that. Um, Kansas City coming up this week. Uh, well, I mean, on the face of it, that sounds like a, a tough game when you, you look at the whole schedule at the start of the year. I don't know if Mahomes is going to play. Though you guys may know more than me about that. No, I've, not, I've not heard anything. I know I, they they said he was uh, due to come back last week, and then obviously didn't. Um, whether he will retire, you know he will. I mean, let's face it. No, and how lucky he'll, he'll be out there. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, this it's a tough game. But in all honesty, it's a sort of game that 
you can just see us turning up to for some reason. Um, we've done it before against these teams, especially at home. So may, maybe it's it's going to be one of them where no one really expects too much, even though we are at home. But then we go and pull out a performance out of the bag, and you know, like the Pats game last year, like the even the Eagles game to an extent last year. You know, those were games that I think people at the start of the season were thinking probably not going to win that. Uh, and, but we did, and that's the sort of thing that we would definitely go and do, I guess, is win those games sometimes anyway when uh, we're not expected to. Gary, how do you see it going this week? Uh, yeah, I've got a feeling that it's going to be a bit of a bloodbath. I think Mahomes is going to be back. And I, I, I just have bad visions, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure well maybe we don't ask the question that's how we get around it I'm not sure anyone on this podcast has predicted the Titans not to win the the, the, the week coming so maybe the best way to get around that is to not not ask that direct question <laughs> just just be vague um, I don't know because I think well Ian Meldrum I replied yeah, it might be better so, yeah yeah Ian Meldrum replied saying that he didn't think Mahomes would be back on the base, based on the fact they've got they've got their bye week coming up. So whether that's a factor in their decision, fingers crossed. As that, that makes such, I mean, uh, yeah, the Panthers obviously are still. You know, in fact, Cam Newton's now gone on an IR. I see. You know, Kyle Allen's still doing a job for them. They've other other teams have had backups come in and not lost a huge amount. But I think KC do. You know, Mahomes yeah. is such a arguably the best in the league right now and not having him fit is a drop off. I mean, even if he does play, he's probably not going to be a hundred percent and his, his movement is a big part of his game. Yeah. So there, there's, that sounds like a really negative reason for optimism, but that might be all we've got. <laughs> well, if he doesn't play, we've definitely got a chance. But I think, <laughs> from what I heard that they want him to play this weekend and that, that was always the plan for, from what I heard, so I thought typical. So I would actually like to see how the defense handle him. I think it will. I'd be if if I was a neutral, I'd want to see him out there because I think we we know we've got a pretty good defense. Uh, I'd be intrigued to see how they handled him. Certainly, it would be a more interesting game for a neutral to watch than uh, yeah. than if Moore was uh, under center. But yeah, obviously, I think our chances of winning certainly improve if he's not on the field. So as a, as a Titans fan, you certainly want him off of it. But um, if, if I'm looking, if I'd looked at it as a, from a neutral point of view or just generally to see some entertaining football this, this Sunday, um, then you kind of want to see him out there, but just to see how the defense can, can deal with him. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully he will be out. I think, cause as you say, Adam, he's, he's the, probably the best in the league right now. I think he's got so many tools to his arsenal. He's, He's not one-dimensional like uh, some of the better quarterbacks we've seen in recent years. And him not being there certainly gives us a much, much better chance. And because I think Casey, other than that, I think they're not... I don't think they're all that. I, don't, I think they're, they're, they're a decent side, and but I think Mahomes carries them a long way. Um, you can score points on them, for sure. Yeah. But that's the issue, is us scoring points. I mean, <laughs> we've already discussed it. That's, that's, that's always going to be the issue. And, and to be fair, I said when, I think before the Tampa game, um, when I was on, I think I mentioned around Tampa and said, we're going to have to score points against them because they will put points on, on the board, but they'll also give you opportunities. Whether Casey, you know, I mean, you look at the, that Tampa game as a fine example, we were 14-3 up, I think. And both of our touchdowns had come from from interceptions that basically we were in automatically in the red zone. Um, we hadn't actually yeah. really manoeuvred any kind of drive in that game until much, much later in the game. So I think, you know, if the, if the defense can, can put them under a bit of pressure and, and, you know, give the offense opportunities with good field position, then hopefully we've got a chance. But um, yeah, I think it will be, I agree, Gary, I think it's gonna be a bloodbath. I, 100% agree with that, especially <laughs> if Mahomes, especially if Mahomes does play, because I don't think the defense has uh, has, has been up against anyone to that level yet. Um, he is, yeah, he's a cut above a lot, a lot of the quarterbacks we've we've faced so far this year. I mean, it's it's. Go on, I'm not, not going to be negative. 
<laughs> How much beer has that you been drinking? Just just the one. Maybe I need more. <laughs> but I'm always optimistic because I I think I generally see the Titans as a better team than the rest of the world because I have this ludicrous rose-tinted <laughs> view that I, wa- I watch every single game and every single play and the people have opinions on the Titans who don't. So that I, I sort of convince myself that I see talent that is greater, but that could, that could probably work both ways, <laughs> but I, I'm not, I'm not having it. Um, oh, I think it we'll, the I one think thing we'll. I would say it's what we've got by week coming up after it. This is, if we've got any, and, and I, I say this because let's face it, I don't think we're, we're going to make playoffs, but if we do have any ambitions to try and make the playoffs, this is about as must win as you can get. Um, we're still yeah, technically, think... technically in the hunt, if you like. <laughs> but then you've got two divisional games coming up after that, which are going to be massive because we're already owing two in the division. Um, and then you've got the Raiders away, which is yeah, never going to be easy. They seem like a much better team this year. And then you've got another, the last two, sorry, two of the last three games are also against Texans, the Texans. Taints, Texans, Saints, Texans to finish. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, there's, there isn't really an easy game apart from the Jags at home, obviously. <laughs> automatic, automatic win. There's no real easy games um, this for the rest of this year. There's, every game has, is, is going to be really, really tough. And if we've got any ambition to, to tr- at least try and make the playoffs, you, you've got to say, go into the bye week, you've got to go in five and five. You can't go into it four and six. I agree, but I'm, I'm sort of past that being a thing this year which sounds no depressing. no I agree I, can, I completely see why uh, but you that's, this is this is the reason we've seen uh, even we've done it ourselves two years ago we we got into the playoffs in nine and seven it's possible and this year especially if you actually look at the, at the playoff picture it, it's very possible I think that there's 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 no real apart from the obvious Patriots etc who are going to be going to win the division I've... anyway I think the the only way we could do that is if we win in Indianapolis. Oh, 100%. Um, that, that's, what we, that's, that's what that will come down to. You've, um, you've, got, to, you've got to try and win. You've, yeah, as I say, we're, we, win, we win this Sunday. We're 5-5. Five and five. After that, you've got, to, you've got to beat the Jags. You've got to beat the Colts. You've then got to win at least one of the games against the Texans. And you've got to probably win at least one against the Raiders and the Saints, if not both. So, yeah, I think... Look, it's it's unlikely. Um, obviously, I, I still think we're going to be a eight and eight team, best case. But if you've got if if the players and the team have ambitions, then you know, this Sunday is about as must win as it as it gets. Um, we it looks like Neil's joined us. Good evening, Neil. Hopefully, you can hear us. Yeah, uh, I had to uh, I had to drop in because I'm actually in the clear. Oh, that, okay, this is fantastic, right. Live, so, live from the clear. We're, we're, we're going to hear Neil break down live on a podcast. <laughs> if I'd known that was a thing, I'd have joined you. <laughs> yeah. So you've been fireworks or? Yeah, fireworks, fireworks, sparklers, fireworks, fine bees, that sort of thing. <laughs> Very good. Oh, if, if you, are you about to? Join and leave us, or are you? Yeah, I'm gonna leave. I just thought I, I had to drop in, seeing as I was sat in the car. Okay, quick, <laughs> quickly before you go, give us a give us a score for the Chiefs on Sunday. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be pretty, if I'm honest. Um, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I've, I've actually given a, a negative prediction before. I'm sure. I'm very. I'm sure I tipped the Chargers to beat us um, the first time I ever came on. Uh, so uh, I think this will be my second one. Um, I can't see us winning, if I'm honest. Um, especially when my arms back. I think I think you can score on Kansas City without a shadow of a doubt, but we can't keep up with them. That's my worry. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, if we're all honest with ourselves, we have similar levels of optimism, but just don't want to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some of us don't want to admit it, Adam. Okay, right, just just me. You're comfortable in, in admitting that. Fair enough. Um, well, thanks, thanks, thanks for saying hello, and hope yeah, you no get, worries, guys. Hope you get home later. without 
ending up by the hard shoulder on the M62 or whatever. <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> right, see you guys. Cheers. Yeah. Take care. See you now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Kansas City 0, Titan 69 it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just wanted to... Well, this is a, a conversation that's not Titan-specific, actually. There are a few rumours today, and they're probably there's probably not a huge amount of truth in them. Um, I'm not sure where they came from, actually, but so I might be slighting somebody there. But the Chargers being mooted as the latest team to to move to London, seemingly with a, a bit of traction. They've they've gone to LA. It's well, they're not getting the fans there. Um, certainly not the anything like the support they were getting in San Diego. They're playing in the temporarily in the LA Galaxy Stadium. Does LA support enough fans for two teams? I'm not sure. The Chargers don't have the same history there that the Rams do. So they've, yeah, they've been mooted as a possible London franchise team. I guess the question is, it's an old question, but it it's current because we've still got games over here. Does London get a franchise? Do we think it should? How would we feel? Um, if it ends up being an AFC South team, I get that it means the Titans play play in London once a year, I mean, other, otherwise potentially more often. Um, Gary, you've just been to, I think, did you go to all four this year? I, I did, yes. Um, how many, you know, if it's, if it's eight games a year and say it's the Chargers, how many are you going to attend? Good question. In theory, I I would go to everyone that could because we, we both enjoy going. We enjoy we make a weekend of it. So we're not from down south, so we, we travel down, make a weekend of it, we meet up with fans more sides and we just really enjoy the whole atmosphere of the games. I would still be a Titans fan. We yeah. tend we tend to cheer for the home team. I'm less of the Jags. Um <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, my issue with, I work shifts, so actually getting that many weekends off a year could prove to be quite difficult, but I would, I'd go to as many as I could, because I enjoy going to the games. Do, do you think that it should happen, or that it's the right thing for the game? Well, from what I understand... Um, listened to Mark Waller a few times. He, he said it was a 15-year plan to get a team in London by 2022. That team is generally muted to be the Jags. Um, so I, I think it will happen. A, a lot, I think, will depend with the CBA agreement when that's renegotiated. Yeah, uh, yeah. You do see things online from American fans saying they're hoping that the next CBA will wipe out these games, but that's not going to happen. It's a thing. Personally, I think we may end up with a like a, a season ticket first before a franchise makes it over. So splitting the games between Spurs and, and Wembley, or maybe even Twickenham as well, um, eight games a year, I think that may well happen first before we actually get a team. So they can see whether it, it would actually work. There were some issues this year at Wembley. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if this is because of how the tickets went on sale. So selling Wembley season tickets before people knew if they had Tottenham tickets, and um, so the the they all sold out fine. Um, but hearing that you could get tickets for certainly the Bengals Rams game at Wembley for sort of ten fifteen quid on StubHub. I don't know about Texans Jags, uh, but again, I think below face value. Yeah, the Rams. The Rams one. I, I, I had a friend of mine who went to it. Obviously, I was away already in the US. But the um, a, a friend of mine said it, it's the emptiest he's ever seen, and he goes every single game, every single year. Um, I think they they certainly the way they sold the tickets for the Spurs games definitely alienated uh, quite a few people. Um, they still supposedly sold obviously all the tickets, which I mean I don't know how many of them ended up being people who thought they'd be able to tout them away for a lot more. I don't know. But just getting back to the point around the team in, in London, I think the longer it goes on, 
and the more that the NFL, I mean, the NFL is already pretty popular over here, but the more that more and more popular it gets, it's, it's a weird one for me because if you ask me the question, how many games would I go to? It would probably be a couple. I wouldn't. I think I'm I'm that invested in in the Titans. I want to watch. I'd want to watch them on on the Sundays. I, I don't think I'd want to unless unless it worked out at a time that that meant I could do both. I I, I wouldn't probably wouldn't I certainly wouldn't be getting a season ticket I certainly wouldn't be going to every game I'd probably go to a couple if it meant that um whichever the team whether it's the Chargers or the Jags whoever it was were in our division then obviously there's one guaranteed game every year for me um but I, I I'm I, that, I, I'm I that feel invested. similar I think yeah. I'm that invested I think in the Titans that I don't know if that's just me being a bit old school with like how it is in the sort of football slash soccer world over here where you know even if I moved moved away somewhere else, I, I wouldn't go and get a scene to get uh, that local team up there because I'm I'm that invested to to the team that I'm I, I support, um, and that's the way I, I kind of I would look at it personally. Do I think they should have a London team? I, I do. I think it would be it would be great for for the kind of on the fence NFL fans and for the NFL fans that are probably a bit more like what Gary mentioned where. They would go regardless every week. For those ones who would do that, I think it's obviously great for them. Um, logistically, I think it's going to be an absolute nightmare for the NFL if it does happen. Um, getting you know people or getting teams across to London on a on a regular basis. I, I kind of think Gary had a good point of doing you know maybe eight games one year as a bit of a test for it. But um, I think a lot of people in the US who are here on Twitter aren't overly keen on the idea. They, they don't really want it to happen, which is kind of understandable, I guess. I think if they suggested someone in the Premier League went over to the US, I think it would probably be a similar similar situation. Well, yeah, the, I sort of have less sympathy with that. A, a lot of it is just, oh, it, it's it's American football up yours and you you get the whole uh, you know stick to cricket sort of att- attitude sometimes. But if you get past that, you know, if yeah, you mentioned the Premier League, but if, if a team up sticks... Now, the Premier League's fluid, so you've got promotion and relegation. So, yeah, it's not the same 20 teams. So, in theory, you could kind of sneak sneak one in, I guess. I don't know how that exactly how that would work, but it wouldn't necessarily be taking a team away. The NFL, you then you're not going to expand on 32 teams. So, it would be, I mean, as Gary, I think, as you said, the Jags have looked most likely and maybe makes most sense given the support that they get over there. So this is where I lose sympathy. If 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 the Jags were playing in front of a full stadium every single week, I'd sort of I'd I'd get that argument. But the fact that they're not the same with the Chargers, not just them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think um, with the Chargers, I think uh, especially moving them out of San Diego to LA hasn't worked the way they thought it would work. So it's a it's a move that makes sense. I think it would have happened with the Jags. Maybe not already, but certainly would have been moving with the Jags if uh, Khan had bought Wembley. If he was if he was given the green light to do that, that was that was his way of, of of making that move. There was no doubt about that. It got rebuffed, and in the end, you know, it kind of nothing seems to have come to it ever from since then. Anyway, See, I, uh, I could have I could have seen them almost doing a some sort of split thing where you play four games here and and four games in Jacksonville or somewhere else with, in a, as a May not a cop out, but a halfway house where it's not so much of a gamble for the NFL. So you've not you've not taken a team and and left a city completely that way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, bringing a game over here in 2007 wasn't a gamble because if it doesn't work, you don't do it again. But this is such a bigger thing. If you bring the Chargers or the or the Jags over here and attendances fall away or support support dwindles and it, it doesn't quite catch on then it's, it's a big embarrassment and you've you've then got to find you probably can't go if it's the Jags you probably couldn't go back to Jacksonville it's an interesting question as well how how long do we see it being sustainable for I mean how long until the novelty wears off and that team uh, are sitting in Wembley are you going to get 90,000 I mean you just got to look at we can't even get 90,000 for the England national team half the yeah. time. They're on a good little streak. So, you know, if you get a team who come it's here and stadium, bomb, you know, it's massive, it's massive. And same with Spurs as well. I mean, 60,000 even, you know, getting 60,000 in a country of our size 
um, you know, with the catchment area that it's that it's going to be within. You know, yeah, I know there's a lot of people here, but it's, it's a huge amount to to fill. So I think there's got to be. I think there there's, there will be. I'm sure concern. And I think, I mean, you got to look at the Titans on this as well. I mean, they they do struggle to sell to sell out on a regular basis, and uh, and even you know, the two games I was at in the in the last couple of weeks, you know, there was there was still noticeable empty seats. You know, it was it was never full to the rafters. The Bucks game had quite a lot of travelling support. Um, you know, not so much with the Chargers as you'd expect, but generally, it's you know. That's one team also that, that they can't fill the sixty nine thousand, and that's a much you know a really really big city that is supposed to be a bit more connected with that team. So it's it's an interesting the, the one. The only it has they have to get a significant number of fans for that team supporting them <coughs> setting up. You could it's not going to work if you have the current crowd. So no. you know, as, as it is, you know thirty two jerseys. That's fine. But for a team to actually work over here, it has to be supported and it has to feel like a home game. Um, yeah. What I would say in that, in defence of that is I used time hop and I had a thing came up of, I don't know if it's five or six years ago, or well, before the Jags were sort of the regular home team. And I've made the observation, it was like I'll counting 32 games at one of, sorry, 32 jerseys at one of the Wembley games. And the Jags were like number 30 that I even saw or like last. And when you look at that and now that they've every single game, whether they're playing or not, you see Jags jerseys everywhere because they've kind of been, they've pulled in a lot of new fans. So that obviously not 90,000 of them that would go every week, but some of that's already happened. So it shows that that's that's possible. Yeah, it's interesting actually because the games I went to at Spurs, I noticed less this year actually as a go. I don't know if any, it may have just been me, but I noticed less than I had in pre in the last sort of couple of years of the games I've seen at Wembley. And obviously one of the one of those games was obviously I think last year was Jags against the Eagles, um, and this this was you know obviously Buccaneers and uh, against Carolina and. You know the Raiders against whoever they played, but um, it was yeah. I, I noticed it slightly less, if anything. But I think it, it will just be interesting to see how how people take to it. I think you will have a mixture. You have some people who just want to be able to go and watch NFL in London or in the UK, uh, and they'll make an effort regardless of what team they support. And then on the flip side, you'll have those who will will almost either move from whatever team they support right now and become fans of the London Chargers or London Jaguars, whatever the hell it will end up being. Um, or you'll have, um, you know, people who, you know, will just do a bit of both. And for me, I, I definitely wouldn't be as soon to get older. As I said earlier, I think I definitely, I'd probably go to a couple of games a year if I felt like I wanted to, if it worked out well, if it was like a Thursday night game and I can like, go to after work or something, I'd probably go and make the effort. Um, but if it worked out that the games were going to be 6 p.m., and the Titans are at home that day. I think I'd still want to be trying to get Game Pass to work and uh, <laughs> and, work, and then watch the Titans instead. Just do what the Texans fans did at Wembley and just watch it on the, your phone instead. Yeah. The and just watch the, the red side instead. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that's not really the, the full experience that you're no. <laughs> you're probably looking yeah. for. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't, no, that's doesn't quite work, quite quite work for me. Yeah, maybe as a, a one-off if you if you had to, but no, it's. I think if you you go to a game, that's what you're invested in, isn't it? Really, well, I, I see many people around me at both stadiums who are not really that invested in the games, and I, I can't understand why you pay that much money for a ticket then disappear at half time and not bother coming back. It's just where you spend all the time at the bar. This is actually this this comes this comes in really nicely to what my non Titans related um, thing was going to be. So I don't know if you want to move on to that. Yeah, do it. I like I like that too much. You shouldn't even question it. Just done just just straight in. Straight through. So uh, this is actually and this is obviously being in America the last couple of weeks I've um, obviously been to a couple of the Titans games at home. But I've also been to four NHL games. Um, and the one thing that has really, 
I don't know. I just one thing I've, I've never been able to understand when it comes to Americans, and it might just be a, a generalizing thing, is the amount of people who turn up ridiculously late. They pay for tickets for a game, and they turn up ridiculously late for the game, and then leave ridiculously early. I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating. When I went to a, um, a Predators game, and uh, in the NHL, <clears throat> a guy turned up. 12 minutes into the first period so if anyone's not sh- sure how the periods work obviously three periods of 20 minutes 12 minutes into the first period he rocks up sits in front of us and and starts watching the game he then 20% leaves 20% missed already yeah already already gone uh he then goes off at the end of the first period because there's 18 minutes between each period as well he goes off gets himself a drink does whatever that's fine enough well, that's fair enough so he then turns up i think it's three minutes into the second period it was then, I think, about eight minutes into the third period that he gets up and goes again. And I'm like, oh, he's obviously gone to get himself another drink or toilet or whatever. He didn't return. And I'm just like, you must have spent $60, $70 plus on this ticket. And you missed the first 12 minutes of the of the first period. You missed the last four or five minutes of the second. And then you missed about 12 minutes of the... It was just, I literally do not understand the psyche behind it and to be fair even the titans game there was the Chargers game we all know how tense that was at the end but there were still people five six seven minutes before the end of that game who were walking out and going i'm like i know you want to miss the traffic don't get me wrong and we all no one wants to get caught in traffic but this is like the tightest game we've had all season i mean there's a good chance that we could actually you know actually win this game as well and you're leaving it's just mad you can see people walking over the bridge towards broadway i'm just like I'm just here watching us get a goal line stand. I want to get a table where they're going. Quite possibly, but it's just like I much prefer to, to actually watch this game out. And, and I don't know if it's just me and it's a, a British thing where, uh, you know, I'm the same when it comes to like you know, football slash soccer matches where, you know, I hate, hate walking into games late and leaving games early unless I absolutely have to. I uh, don't mind if it's players just got, a, you know, some of the Wembley games, I think I was like, right, he's just going to take a knee and it's game over. I'll, I'll quickly try and scarper now. That's fine, but don't understand when when it's uh, really close games like that. Why anyone would want to leave that early? I don't, <laughs> I don't. I've no idea. I mean, surely that's what it's about. Like that Titans Chargers game. 100%. Why why do you go for something like that? For you go for that drama at the end. It's the same in any sport. Well, I went to the uh, I went to the Jaguars on week 17. It was the kind of winning you're in situation, and it was minus 20 in Nashville. Um, it was freezing, and obviously we'd come over, so we were like, don't really care what the weather is. We're going to sit here and watch this entire game. And there was, uh, I think it was about 12 minutes into the game. I think obviously into the first quarter, there was there was this woman in front who, uh, who basically and, and her husband was with her, and they literally just looked at each other and just went too cold. And just walked. And I was just like, this is the, a winning you're in situation. You've probably spent thousands of pounds on a season ticket or, or at least spent how much you have on this ticket. Appreciate it's cold. But my Lord, this is a game you don't, surely don't want to miss. And yeah, they went and missed three quarters of the game or over three don't, quarters of the game. You don't get the impression yeah. too, too many Green Bay fans are doing that when it's twice as cold. Yes. There. Yeah, too right. But yeah, it's mad. It's when that's there. Yeah, that's going to be my. It's slightly time related, <laughs> but more, more, more on the NHL side. But uh, yeah, massive gripe for this week. <laughs> Gary, you've uh, well, first time on the show. It's it's your moment. I have to have a moment, do I? Well, I have... <laughs> it's up to, up to you. You can this. Well, use it however you like, I guess. Um, okay. Um, who would we like to see over next year? And how many games do you think we're actually going to get in London? Because I'm hearing rumours of six games next year. And obviously, I think we all want the Packers over. But who, who, who would we like to see other than the Titans, obviously, and the Packers? <laughs> Question. It's... That question would be so much easier to answer ten years ago when we'd hardly had we'd hardly had anything. Now we're we're spoiled. That doesn't sound. I don't, I don't know. It, it what we Do quite often to... get. We quite often get attractive sounding matchups, and then the teams concerned end up looking terrible in the in the first few weeks. What I'd like is I'm not. 
I'm going to ask a different question. I'd like a, I'd like to see the odd game a bit later in the season, like into yeah. late November, December, when it's a bit more relevant and depending on how teams are getting on, you know, play, playoff relevance. Because if they're on about having six games, I'm, I'm assuming that's probably going to happen. So it's going to be yeah. nearer end of November, sort of December time, possibly. So, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Drew Brees one more time. The charges with, with um, old Mr. Multiplying his kids driving a bus. Rivers. <laughs> or do you want to see more of the, the young up-and-coming guys like your Pat Mahomes? Yeah, I must admit, I think that was going to be my first one. I would, I'd love to see KC over. Um, obviously, Titans are always going to be number one. Uh, even the, despite the result, that was that was an incredible experience last time. So I'd love to see them come over again. Green Bay, I think, is the last team that haven't been over, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think all of the 31 have been, so that would obviously be great. Um, aside from that, I think it'd be I'd, I'd quite like to, I don't know. I've got a little soft spot for the Jets. Um, I think it's because they're so bad. Um, and also, <laughs> we I would relate. Uh, yeah, too too right, but um, they're, they're bad on a slightly different level. So it's it it was uh, it was the, we went and watched um obviously we went and watched us play the Giants last year, and the day before was the Jets Houston game, and obviously I was cheering the Jets on for for purely selfish reasons. But um, ever since then, we've kind of kind of had a little soft spot for them. Um, and also, when you've got a quarterback like Donald that is is absolutely woeful, you kind of feel like you have to support him a little bit. So I quite like to see the Jets come over. I recommend if you go back to New York, go to the Jets tailgate. We went last year for my friend's fiftieth birthday, saw him play the Broncos, and yeah, tailgate Joe's at the uh, the game, brilliant. Okay, fantastic. So yeah, do that next time if you do. I think. The Jets, we're playing the Jets away in two years' time, and I was thinking that would be one to try and go to. Um, I was going to obviously see how it worked out when the actual scheduling was done, because I think we're probably going to have to go over for the Pats game, um, which will be very interesting. But um, <laughs> been there, done that. Don't want to do it again. Yeah, Foxborough is not one that I really want to go to, but that's uh, yeah, it sounds like it's one that we're probably going to do in 2021. Um, We've had this conversation <clears throat> before, weren't Gary? Weren't you there for the 59-0 in the snow? Is that Yes, yeah, I was that's there. Five yeah. rows from the the end zone where Randy Moss caught the three TDs in the second quarter. Had my ugly mug on the the Patriots website because you could spot me in my little Titans hat behind him. So, yeah, <laughs> that's completely outdone my fifty-seven fourteen away to Houston. Uh, <laughs> you're not welcome on this podcast again, Gary. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever want to see them live again because I've yet to see them win. It took four games for me to see him score a touchdown. Never mind. So, yeah. Oh, Greg's Greg, the only you, person you here. You can go my can. place, but I think that's better. <laughs> Another team that uh, would be great to have over is um, just purely for the hype train is surely the Browns. I mean, they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, right? <laughs> <laughs> also, Baker Mayfield, I mean, everyone would just. Give them so much grief, wouldn't they, surely? Because the guy's a nutter. <laughs> it's so much fun watching <laughs> that unravel. Maybe I'm a bad person. No, you're not. Okay. You're a human being. <laughs> um, shall, I, shall I finish off by talking about something not even remotely connected with sport? It's back to motoring. Is it train-related? No, it's car-related. Oh, okay. Um, I came back from a couple of days away at the weekend to have a letter on the doormat. I thought, normally with post, you think, oh, it's, you know, oh, it's a bank statement or you know what it is. I thought, who's this from? Like a typed window envelope. I opened it. It's from Surrey Police. And I, it, you skim read it and there's, you see speed camera and M3, variable speed limit, and my just heart sinks. Oh, okay. Um, the car that I've got is a, a contract hire that I've had since June, and from and which was new. And I thought, great, okay. And I thought, I have. When have I been along the M3 recently? I thought, oh, maybe it's maybe it's my wife that pops into my head. No, she hasn't been down that way. Realised that the person who delivered the vehicle in early June, when we we had it. <laughs> was speeding on his way to us. Brilliant. 
So, well, I'm, I, I'm hopefully not going to have any points on my license as a result of this. Um, the, the leasing company were of no help, and they're basically, well, you're going to have to sort this out with Surrey Police. Okay. Oh, nice. Fine. Um, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, speed awareness courses are no fun. So, uh, touch wood, I've, ne- I've never, like, I've been, I've been stopped for speeding a couple of times, but like let off with a friendly warning unofficially. Uh, but I've never, I've never had to, I've had to go down that, that road. Yeah, my, on the pun. When I've been caught speeding, it's always been, uh, like pathetic, like 36 and a 30 or something. It's not even like, speeding like i'm just like come on this is just this is just like ever so slightly above above the limit like come on but hey ho yeah no i think hopefully we can get get out of that one but uh, <laughs> definitely if you've got to do a speed awareness course yeah it's pretty much four hours of pure hell well ho- hopefully the guy that delivered and on the public service it. announcement <laughs> <laughs> yeah nobody uh Nobody fancies that. Um, right, is that that probably do about wraps us up? We've we've gone on well, well over an hour again. That's going to keep happening, isn't it? Never mind. Um, maybe ah, it's the Titans, isn't it? We could talk about them for days and often do. Um, thanks for coming on, Gary. Um, good good to have you. Um, and thanks, Greg. Apologies thanks, to. Apologies to Miles, who, well, it was his bye week or squad rotation, whatever we're, we're going to call it. And we'll have you on again. And, well, Paul as well, who's, who's been on, Simon, others. Um, if you haven't and fancy coming on, let us know um, and we'll, we'll make it happen. But, yeah, in the meantime, we will beat the Chiefs, as we've established, and we'll be back next week. Bye for now. Bye now.